and welcome to Start Right Here, a podcast where we discuss breaking in, standing out, and the path to success in the beauty industry. I'm your host, Corinne Corbett, and I hope the conversations I have with my guests inspire you to forge a path of your own. Let's get started. Today, I'm happy to welcome makeup maven Chanel Mae Smith, who has built her burgeoning beauty career on one core principle, to give beauty is to give love. Welcome, Chanel. Thank you. Can you give us your 30-second bio? My name is Chanel Mae Smith. I have been a makeup artist and licensed esthetician for over 15 years. I have worked in the realm of celebrity, runway, film and television, retail. So I've done a little bit of everything throughout my makeup career. Right now, currently, I work full-time in film and television, and I'm enjoying that shift. I primarily worked celebrity prior to, so that was just interesting. And now I am working on something new, and I'm excited about it. Was the beauty industry a destination or a detour for you? Were you thinking about this when you were a child? I think the beauty industry for me was definitely a destination. I don't know if I was necessarily thinking about the beauty industry as a child, but I do recognize that a lot of other people saw something in me that kind of told them that beauty was going to be a destination for me. And through that, they just kind of continuously reinforced it in me. I know when I graduated high school, I received a book from my theater department teacher that said, keep reading, writing, and doing makeup. And the book was Sam Fine, Fine Beauty. And I don't remember doing makeup in high school. I don't remember expressing an interest in makeup, but clearly it was something that was saw in me. I know when I graduated college, I remember the exact moment I spoke with one of my professors. Everyone was auditioning for graduate school in preparing for ERTA and auditions in the theater department. And I stepped outside with my professor and we had a real talk. And she said, what do you want to do? I said, I don't want to go to graduate school right now. She said, I think you should go back to New York and do makeup. And literally, that's exactly what I did. And within months, I was paired with mentors and working with celebrities and shortly after touring and traveling. Perfect. So how did you go about getting your first job? My first job wasn't anything big, but it was for me about relationship. The job became something that I did for years to come. Every year in New York, there is something called Harlem Fashion Week. And I saw that they were having auditions or they were taking in, you know, people for their fashion week program and gathering makeup artists and models to basically put on this week-long operation of shows, different fashion shows, different talent performances and things of that nature. And I was chosen to be one of the makeup artists. And that job then set me up for working with them for the next four or five years as well as working with one of the people that ran the Fashion Week and her clothing company. So that was probably my first job. What was your first job working with a celebrity? 
I think my first job working with a celebrity might have been working with Danity Kane. I had a mentor who was a very strong makeup artist, and Danity Kane was a five-piece girl band group, and she would set up a team of other makeup artists to come in and assist her with the group of girls and getting them ready. And that was really exciting for me because at the time, I was working with industry talent that was my age. So for me, it gave me a lot of confidence in moving forward in the industry because I was often known as a young girl. So I had to kind of fight my way through that until I became older (laughs) because I was about 21 years old working with celebrities that were 21 years old. What skill did you learn on these jobs that set you up for success later? I think the number one skill that I've learned on these jobs that have set me up for success later is to have thick skin. I don't really even know if it is about having more of a a makeup skill than it is about having just a characteristic that can travel with you throughout your years that can just allow you to just be stronger, make wise decisions, to not act off of emotion and it's business. So Learning to have thick skin was something that was honestly very hard for me at first. But now with over, I guess, 15, 16 years in the industry, it's something that I've definitely accomplished. And I feel that is necessary. What made you add esthetician to your skill set? I wanted to add esthetician to my skill set because I knew that being a makeup artist was just not enough. It's great to have a love for beauty. I think it's essential to have a love for the skin and how the skin works, because if you don't take care of the skin that you have, there's not a product that you can put on that will make it better. You have to just honestly take care of your skin. And then once you transfer over into the makeup, I feel like you can adequately figure out what it is that you need versus what it is that you want. How did you end up working in television, primarily in film and television, which you're doing now. And can you explain like what the job entails? So I like to say the hardest thing about being a makeup artist for film and television is not doing makeup. (laughs) I had to teach myself not to do makeup. And that's such a transition with being a personal in the beauty industry. And a personal is where you travel with one main client for the duration of a time, i.e. tours, shows, and things of that nature. So I think that makeup and film and television, well, I know that it's completely different in the fact that it's just more lifestyle, it's more realistic, and you just have to really think about everything that goes into the actual production to determine the makeup look. So if the person is in the bed, then you're not going to give them a full beat. You know, if the person is going to a restaurant, but she's just hanging out with her girlfriends, maybe you give them a little bit more of a beat. But the person is going to go visit somebody in the hospital or is in the hospital, then, you know, the makeup idea just goes a little backwards because it's not necessarily about beautifying than it is about creating a character. How long are your days on set? My days on set are very, very long. (laughs) They're usually about 12 to 14 hours. And sometimes they have been as long as 16 hours. 
juxtapose that, we talked a little bit about being a personal and being on tour and working directly with a client. And you've done both. You've done tours and you've been dedicated makeup artist to a celebrity. And you've done red carpet for those things. Talk about the way you use your skill set differently when you're doing that. Well, I think with being a personal, you have the option to collaborate with the artist. And you have the option to say, this is what I see for you. And as a beauty industry professional, that's always fun because you get to be a trendsetter. You get to share what you've learned, share tricks of the trade, things that will just help the artist. But working in film and television, I don't think it's so much more about your artistry, but it's about your work ethic and what you can deliver to create that character. So is a matter of understanding that makeup is a vehicle for character development in film and television, and then understanding that makeup is a vehicle to make your client kind of on trend or get noticed. Yes. When you're doing red carpet or shows. Start Right Here is brought to you by Beauty Biz Camp, where we equip and inspire the next generation of industry leaders. Head over to our website, beautybizcamp.com, for more information and sign up for our mailing list so you can stay in the know about our upcoming programming. What's the unsung skill you need to succeed as a makeup artist? I think you need to be a visionary. And I think you need to be a good listener. And I think that you need to have a good work ethic. I think you need to be a visionary because I think you need to be able to see things. I think you need to be able to be forward thinking and you need to be able to be creative and quick and on the fly. I think you need to be a good listener because things change often. People change their minds, sets change, directions change, and you need to be able to, again, move on your feet and think quickly and understand what's going on. And I also think you need to have good work ethic because that's what keeps people calling you back. I don't think it's necessarily about your talent. I think it's about your work ethic and who you are as a person because being a makeup artist is really something that is kinetic and you do a lot of touching. So I think you need to have, you know, a good work ethic. Now you have also worked in retail. So what did you learn from that? Retail is interesting. Retail is not my favorite, but I feel that retail is a great start for any makeup artist, just because as a makeup artist, you need to be able to understand a host of different products, what they do and how they work on different skin types. And I feel like retail is the best playground for that. You never know what you're going to get. You never know how it's going to necessarily work for that client. And it's all about you, again, thinking quickly, moving fast on your feet, and also about you and being able to be engaging. It's retail. They want you to sell something. You have to sell yourself and the product. Yeah, I think that that's important to realize that retail is actually beneficial. If you want to go far as a makeup artist, having that day-to-day experience with lots of customers at retail is like a training ground. Yeah. Sometimes you put together teams of people to work with you. So how do you identify top talent or 
if someone's making a recommendation, how do you identify top talent? I look at efficiency. I look at how fast you can work. I look at mannerisms. I look at, are you going to be all in the talent space? Are you going to be talking too much? We have a job to do and we can't do it if we are not paying attention, if we are not focused, if we are not quiet, if we are not listening. I look at skill set. We have to do our job quickly. We have to be flexible. Sometimes we may do a job and they may hate a job and we have to not take it personal and we have to effortlessly push forward another look. And it has to be understood that we are here to provide a service and we have to work together. So when I'm putting together a team, I think I definitely look for people that can work well with other people, people that are good listeners, people that perform efficiently and fast, and people that are just also engaging and and polite and have good mannerisms. You never know who's watching you. Most of the time, teams are so huge. You never know where your next job is going to come from. So you always want to make sure that you're on your toes and being polite and courteous and respectful and doing your job. That makes sense. And I think that the point you never know who's watching you is a really important one because you can like someone else's makeup, but to see the way that someone works is really important so that you feel comfortable. I would imagine, particularly if you're someone in the public eye, you do want someone who you can trust because they're in your space. This is a very intimate job in a lot of ways. You're touching your client's skin. You're seeing them without makeup. You're seeing them in kind of like vulnerable where most of the public does not see them that way. They have to trust you not to share information you hear while you're working because you're not there really to listen to that information and to know basically that you have their back. But then, you know, there's sometimes the fit isn't right. So when do you know when it's time to leave it or the fit doesn't work for you? Well, I think you have to be a good judge of character. If it doesn't feel good for you, then it's not right for you. If it doesn't feel good in your soul and you don't feel like it's a good fit, you know that. I treat a job just like I treat any other relationship. And I definitely recognize if something doesn't feel good, then it's time for me to go. There are some cases where you have to just work through those instances. And then you just have to put your best face forward and realize that it is a job and do what you need to do. But I don't feel that you should ever do anything to compromise your integrity or your respect. Right. In your bio, you talked a little bit about philanthropy and your work with Black celebrity giving. You give back. You use your artistry to give back as well. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So one of the things that I have done with Black Celebrity Giving is they have an active foundation or active platform that they use called Beauty for the Bold, where they provide makeovers and I guess what we say coaching and life coaching and just support to women that have been in transition, that have been in domestic violence situations, and just women that are just trying to find their way. So I definitely realized that as a makeup artist, there's a certain aspect about it that is very therapeutic through touching people, that people often begin to share things with you. And it's really important to speak light and love into people. So I enjoy doing that with them and through women, you know, just supporting them. And I think it shows the range of how you can use artistry. You know, people always think about the flashing lights and the red carpet and those kinds of things. But it's an indication that beauty does change lives in lots of ways. 
Now let's move on to our fast track questions. What was the first beauty product you ever purchased? I don't know. I remember the first time I got a job and I didn't have a kit and I had to run to Sephora to go purchase a kit with actually another beauty maven, Nikki Nelms, and a model friend that I know. And I remember it was a male grooming job. And Nikki and my friend Abiba, we ran to Sephora and I bought all of the stuff that I didn't even need. Um <laughs> To put in this caboodle to uh, <laughs> make a kit. So I remember that. What's the last product you tried? The last product I tried. So I have BoxyCharm, which I love because they get to send me new products every month. So I just tried this Glow Berry Enhancement Mask, which I really love. I really love. I think I'm really liking some of the cooling properties that some of the skincare companies are putting out there. What's the beauty advice you either live by or leave alone? So as way of application, I live by my Caudalie Beauty Elixir. I love that product and I literally can use it on just about anyone unless they have an allergy to crepes. And it is like my staple product. And if I don't have it, I don't feel complete. <laughs> If I had to think about advice, it would be to be a good businesswoman. Um, my mentor, her goal was never to teach me to be a good makeup artist because she knew that I could do good makeup, but her goal was always to teach me to be a good businesswoman. So you can tell us who your mentor is. My mentor is Ashinta Sharif. She's like my big sister, and I love her so, so very much. Who gave you the best career advice, and what was it? No one actually gave me the best career advice. I think it's what I've just learned from being in the industry, and that is to have thick skin. Nothing is personal. It's all business, because you can be in this industry, and you can be working every single day. And then it can stop. You're going to be working with one person for four or five years, and then it can stop. But it didn't necessarily stop because of who you are or something you did. It's just business. And I think that those kind of shifts can often provide blows to the ego and make you double think yourself and your skill set and your standards. And sometimes it's just time to go. And I do believe that when it is time to go, God will see to it that you move on and things stop. And it's just business. So I think having thick skin is really, really important. And I'm not sure that anyone told me that in the beginning. And if they did, I think some of the things that I've been through as an artist wouldn't have hurt so much. But that's what I would offer any of my mentees is just to have thick skin. It's the business. It's not necessarily you. I think I know the answer to this because you're just mentioning it. But mentor or mentee? Mentee. You have to give back. We're blessed to be a blessing to others. I have not been put in all the situations that I have been put in to keep them to myself and to not share. So I have been mentored. And now I am in the position to mentee. What makes a makeup artist memorable? I think 
what makes a makeup artist memorable is their personality, their energy, their ability to create trend-setting looks quickly, their execution. I think it's a combination of things. Again, I can't stress as much that it's just not about your skill set. It's not about how straight you can make your wing liner. It's a combination of things. And you have to be aware that you are your business. You have to sell yourself as well as sell your artistry. And you have to be confident in both. That's great. That was a great place to end because you have to have confidence and have confidence in your artistry and be efficient and creative. But really also understand that it's not always about you. That thick skin point is really, really important because business decisions are made and teams change as a result. And that happens often. And that happens in a lot of different areas of entertainment. This is part and parcel of the business. I want to thank you so much, Chanel, my love, for being a guest today. I think you impart some great, great insight for anybody who's thinking about this as a career path. Yeah, I encourage you to go for it. Just remember, it's just about more than your artistry. So I think if you keep that in mind, you'll go far. Thanks so much. That's our show for today. Remember that there's more than one way to the top. And the most important step is the first one. So start right here.